0: Hey everyone, Jonathan McInnes here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast. I'm excited because we've got a new guest with us today. His name is Daniel DeGraffenry. Daniel, thanks for being with us
1: today, man. Definitely an honor to be here, Jonathan.
0: Awesome. And so who Daniel is, um, I don't want to take too much time. i let him talk a little bit about himself, but he's 23 years old. He graduated from Purdue University with an industrial distribution degree, and um, he is a go-getter. He is a leader of the millennial generation, and I really want to talk a lot about um, your generation. I'm gonna talk about. I mean, I'm kind of actually on the on the tail end of the millennial, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, uh, category. And um, a lot of people, when they talk about millennials. It always feels like they're talking about something in a negative context. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're you know they're not as hard of workers, or there's a you know they've got an entitlement mentality, things like that. But uh, today I want to talk a little bit about the misconceptions uh, that maybe some people have of millennials, and then maybe just squashing some of that, and just kind of sharing your mindset and and uh, kind of why you've sort of bro- you've kind of gotten out of that mold. You broke the mold when it right. comes to that that assumption or the uh, the 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 attitude people have towards millennials. And so uh, just first share with us um, kind of who you are and what led you to uh, want to be a little bit more of of a leader, because that's what I see in, in Daniel. I see somebody that, I mean, I did a loan for Daniel. I helped him when he purchased his home recently. And one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that um, you're not like everybody else. I right. can tell that there's something different about you. You've got the it factor. Mm-hmm. And so what is it about you that, um, or what is it about your life that kind of made you realize, you know what, I can I can make a difference in people's lives and just kind of share with, with us what your why is right now?
1: Right. Well, I can definitely say that my why changed a bit over time, you know, as I was getting older and progressing through life. But in the early beginnings, you know, I come from very humble beginnings, Um I didn't come from your traditional household. Um, I was raised by my grandmother. Um, again, my, both of my biological parents are still alive. I still stay in contact with them, but I was raised by my grandmother and I have 10 other brothers and sisters. So you can imagine um, how that household dynamic yeah. was, just sharing everything, uh, making sure that everybody had what they needed in order to function in everyday life. So I can say now I never had my own bedroom. up up until i got to college Mm -hmm. and now that i have a house i have three yeah yeah. (laughs) so that's definitely a bonus but very humble beginnings um i wasn't always in the ideal environment um with the negative things happening around me you know the typical drugs violence Mm -hmm. things like that so i was always seeing that and one of the reasons why um I knew I had to be different was because I felt like I was a caged animal in mm-hmm. a sense. Okay. Um, because of everything that was happening around me. And I grew up in a community that had gates around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to think to myself, like, I don't think that they're putting these gates around our community to keep the violence from getting, from getting in. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to keep the violence contained. Got it. So it was like a zoo. It, it felt yeah. like a zoo. Like yeah. all the violence was being kept inside of that cage. Okay and i had friends um some of which aren't here anymore um some of which they they really don't want to do anything positive with their lives like i always thought that if i'm going to be a person who's going to be successful i have to change myself in order to change my environment Mm -hmm. so that change had to start with within myself so that's one of the things i really try to Give to people, like if you want things around you to change, it starts from within you because yeah. if you change how you feel or how you think, mm-hmm. then things are going to start changing around you just like a domino effect. Yeah. Um, so early on, I knew that I had to be different. Yeah. Um, I had an older sibling. Uh, he was my oldest brother. He was in school. He was in college. Um, he had a child really young. Um, Actually two kids Mm -hmm. And he learned how to balance all that With going to school, being a father And also being involved in church And involved in his younger siblings lives So when it came to him Our relationship um, He made sure I was doing my homework Being diligent with studying And things like that And unfortunately he passed away in 2009 Mm. From a brain aneurysm Mm -hmm. Uh, He died in his sleep And I was 14 years old And it really took a toll on me because I felt like I was lost because he was my father figure yeah he was the one instilling me instilling in me uh to do the right thing it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing it for a good cause right um so you know I had to get past that phase of being depressed and you know always thinking that everything everybody was out to get me or the world was so negative that there was no way I could succeed yeah Um, But I figured out a way to get past all that. I had to understand that if I'm going to be successful, I have to start thinking successfully and acting in a successful way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started to change the people that I hung around with. um, Mm. And I knew that that was going to have a big impact on my life because Mm -hmm. if I wanted to be different, I had to be around something different. And that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people scare away from is being uncomfortable, and yes. you don't really realize your true potential until you're in an uncomfortable situation. So I had to change my comfort. Um throughout high school, you know, I had the academics pretty much down packed. Could have mm. been a little better, but you know, as a young kid, I was kinda lazy. And, yeah. you know, kids are lazy, you know, Aren't they, we they all feel, sometimes? Like, yeah. <laughs> they feel like they can study the night before yeah. and been pass there. <laughs> the exam. Um, but I got a wake up call in college. Like yeah. Yeah, you? It, it was not that easy. But I had a full-rise scholarship to Purdue. Wow, that's great. Man. Um, it was an academic scholarship. Okay. Um, but I can say that I didn't go to school the first year because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm, um, okay. I had another older brother. He went to Purdue. Right out of high school, we had the same scholarship and everything. Wow. He went to Purdue, and he would tell me how hard it was. And I knew he was intelligent. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I don't even know if I'm smarter than him. I don't know if I'm going to be able to maintain myself uh in that environment because it was going to be an environment change because i went from being at home every day to going to a big 10 university and exposing myself to all the different things that purdue had to offer Mm -hmm. um so i stayed home and i went to community college for a year and a half or so and i still wasn't quite separated from my past i was involved in you know, things I probably shouldn't have been involved in as a young man, Mm -hmm. um, but there were some traumatic experiences that actually made me realize that you really need to get away from the city and go see what's out there, see what the world has to offer you. So eventually I ended up leaving. Uh, I went to Purdue and my first semester, I had an excellent semester. I had a 3.5 GPA. That's awesome. Um, And I was really diligent on studying and then partying later because in college, we kind of get that mixed up. Like we try to do both at the same time and success might not be in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um but in college I played in a fraternity and I was surrounded by individuals who had common goals and who wanted the best out of life. Mm-hmm. And early on, you know, I've always been the type of person to get involved in positive things. Like as I was growing, I was involved in the boys and girls club yeah. and I was I won youth of the year a few times and I had to give public speeches on what it meant to be youth of the year and what I mm-hmm. wanted to pass down to yeah. the people after me and things like that. So, mm-hmm. speaking in front of crowds was definitely something that came natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just took that skill set and carried it on to college. Yeah. So, I was involved in my fraternity in different organizations. Mm-hmm. And I had to be in leadership positions to show people that it's not as bad as it seems because we don't really want that responsibility mm-hmm. um, as far as being leaders and like pushing the agenda forward. Yeah. Um, so, in doing that, I always was networking. Because when you're in a yeah. fraternity, it's a huge network. And you yeah. network with individuals who have the same yeah. passions and goals as you. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was nearing the end of my college career, you know, I had a son. And before I had my child and I was involved with my now fiancé, soon-to-be wife, mm-hmm. um, I always knew that my why was to always improve myself because yeah. every day... You can get better. And I always, always said to myself, and I learned this from a professor, it was a quality, statistical quality control course that I took at Purdue. Okay. He told me that quality is always improving. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down. I'll never forget it. I took that and I applied it to every aspect of my life. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Quality is always improving. You you yeah. might not reach perfection, and yeah. we we don't know what perfection that's is good. because we're not perfect. Yes. Um. But people like to think that themselves as being perfect. But you have to understand that even the best can be better. Or there's always yes. going to be somebody out there better than you.
0: Always improving quality. Yeah. That's good. Quality exactly. is always improving. Exactly. Man, let me just kind of break this down just real quick, and then I've got another question for you. But um, how I see it is is where um, where you kind of take the fork in the road and you improve is your mindset had to be right. Mm-hmm. You changed your environment. So you made sure that you were uh, very strategic in making sure that you were around people that's going to try to push you and right. people that are like-minded. And I think that's important. Um, being willing to be uncomfortable. I mm-hmm. thought that was important. That is, you know, being okay with being uncomfortable, embracing yeah. the uh, being uncomfortable part of it, embracing it. And then Um, what I really like is, and this is where um, it really changes is being willing to speak and being willing to network. And that's a, it's a, it's an important thing and I love it. So improvement. So let me then ask you this. So once again, you're, you're such a hard worker. You're such a good example when it comes to just your success and all that you've done in your career. Mm -hmm. um, And also obviously in college and high school years. Um, So what do you think, the reason people have a misconception, or what do you think? Maybe not a misconception, maybe it's a, a right judgment mm-hmm. uh, about the millennials, you know, people that are in their mid 20s. And, you know, and what, what do you think about that? Right. What, what speak to that a little bit.
1: Um, So, you know, the stigma that millennials have is that we're lazy. All right. Um, especially when it comes to the baby boomers, our grandparents oh, yeah. who laid down the brick and mortar yeah. concept uh, to the exact T. So, you get a job and you stay with that job for 40 plus years you retire from that job. Yeah. But when it comes to millennials, mm-hmm. we stay with a job for two, three, two, two or three years and then we yeah. get a new job and then we're bouncing around until we actually find our niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about that niche, I have to always tell people that you can make a living based off of what you're good at. Right. If you don't know what you're good at, you need to ask somebody. What do I do that that mm-hmm. really that really speaks to who I am? You know right. what I'm saying. So people have to understand it early on. So when I think of millennials, we're always changing pace, but we always want the fast pace and we want results right now. Right. You know, I think that we need to practice patience a little bit more. That's good. And a lot of our grandparents and parents see us as being impatient because we want the success right now. Mm-hmm. So patience is actually key when it comes to. Improving and doing those type of things mm-hmm. Now when it comes to the hard work Concept and we you know they, they think That we're lazy I don't think that's always True because mm-hmm. right now If you look at society as a whole Millennials are Definitely the generation who Are pushing entrepreneurship forward
0: I see that you know mm-hmm.
1: we're, we're creating Our own jobs versus trying to Go out and apply for a job mm-hmm. because We see the payoff and mm-hmm. when It comes to entrepreneurship it Is the embodiment of hard work yeah. You know, you're going to have ups and downs on entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. it's you leading your business, your brand, your service to the forefront. You're right. doing it on your own. right? Um, and I, I can I can attest to that because, again, I created my own brand, my own mm-hmm. business, The yep. Wise Truth. Yeah. And I can say that there has been ups and downs where I felt like, man, this isn't going to work or this isn't going to be something that can be passed down to my children and their children is something that is going to instill generational wealth. Yeah. Um. So it's one of those things that, you know, we have to really pay attention to because we might be looked at as lazy because we don't want to stick with one job or we thought that job wasn't for us. I think it's more along the lines of we are tired of making somebody else's dream come true or continuing to keep that dream mm-hmm. alive. Um, there's yeah. nothing wrong with, you know, having a job just to make a little bit of income. But we're on the pace to. Take that income and push it towards something that we actually want to do.
0: Yeah, that's it. You want to be more fulfilled. I think yeah. that's that's something that um, I've you know read up on is that um, a lot of millennials or even a lot of people in that matter would, it not matter their age group mm-hmm. that, that you want to find pr- more purpose, yep. you know? And I think that's, that's something that's important. Um, you know, there are some that, I mean, I don't care what age group we're in. There's some people that are lazy that just, yeah. just, they don't care. Um, but I agree. I, I totally agree with what you, you said is that is uh, a lot of people that are in, uh, the, the baby boomer generation is, you know, the hard work, mm-hmm. so you, a lot of people stay at the job, that they were at for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still that entrepreneurial spirit within America, but I agree. I think that there's a lot of uh, uh, people like yourself that are willing to take a little bit more risk yeah. or, or push themselves a little bit further. So that, that's good. I, I appreciate you breaking that down. I think that's a good thing. Um, I do think that it's gonna be a consistent stigma with regard to the millennials and other generations, um, unless we've got people like you right. that's continuing to set the tone, set the pace, and continuing to push. And um and show people that they're that they are hard workers, and I think you're doing that. You're right. you're setting a great example. And so that being said, you've got your own things going too. So to talk about the wise truth, you've got your own um is it YouTube or Facebook? What what do you got going with the wise truth?
1: Um, so we have our own YouTube page, we have our own Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we put out all kinds of content, and the majority of the content are videos, yeah. um, a daily type of thing. And right now. Since it is Black History Month, we are yeah. doing something for Black History Month. Okay, um, every week has its own theme, and then yeah. on Sundays we go live on Facebook and Love we discuss it. the themes and how they apply to what it meant uh, back in the time that it happened and what it what's it going to mean moving forward. Um, but the wise truth is definitely something that you know it was it was a, a vision given to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't something that I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to create this. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier. I always had the skill to public speak and I always had the skill to give people encouragement and mm-hmm. tell them that, you know, you're you're better than your situation. It's only yeah. a downtime right now, but things will always get better if you just take it one day at a time. Right. Um. So like I started doing little videos here and there, uh, like my second or third year in college, mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize that it was something that I was good at until somebody brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, maybe you should do that, you know, for a living. I was like, you know what? I'll figure it out. Um it's something that I do now, but I don't know if I can actually turn it into something that's going to be fulfilling.
0: So well, you know one thing you can do and what I see is that remember we we're talking about you being that leader at example right. um just something like that utilizing the technology and the social media resources that we have. Yeah. Um people can not only create their own personal brand but they can influence people positively yep. very quickly low cost and be able to do it that way that's why What? why am i doing this podcast it's not that you know uh, thousands of people are listening i don't know but what I'm doing is I'm taking some of the tools that I've been given right. and say, you know what, I'd like to go ahead and share some information, some advice, maybe some positive influential things that's that's going to help somebody. Exactly. And I think what you're doing is doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's whatever you can do to kind of make um, our generations better, make our uh, community better. I think yep. that's, an, that's an important thing. Well, let me uh, let you finish. So is any other uh, final things that you think that we should touch on before we wrap things
1: up? Um. I would like to tell everyone, you know, like if you have a dream, if you have something that you're good at, go for it. You know, there should be no reason why you shouldn't feel like I can do this for a living. The most important thing that I was always told is that we all have something that we're good at. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just going to take time for us to realize it. Um, Somebody might realize it before we do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one of the things that happened to me. Somebody realized I was good at something. I took it and I ran with it. Yeah. Um, I have my my little following that I have, um, but every day I see it growing mm-hmm. in different areas, and I see the impact that it's leaving on people's lives. Like when people leave me messages saying, I really needed this today. I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really uh, caught me at a dark time in my life, and mm-hmm. it's starting to shed a little light on yeah. it. So now I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's good. If you have something that you're good at, pursue it because you never know what door can open for you that yeah. will... Help others. And I always say that I don't care if I don't touch a million people. If I touch one person, that one Mm -hmm. person can touch a million people. That's right. Based off of what I told them. I love that. So definitely. Uh, be in tune with yourself mm-hmm. I mean Realize what you're good at Because you never know What it could do for you One that, day
0: That's it Utilize Harness your talents And take action Exactly I mean you gotta take action Sometimes people overanalyze We paralyze ourselves And we mm-hmm. get nervous we, We're we concerned about You know What if this happens What if that doesn't It doesn't matter Just take action yep. And utilize the, the talents That you've been given And I always tell people We have to be a good steward of the things that we've been given our time talent our treasure right. what are we doing with what we've got and mm-hmm. i think that's good and you're doing a great job so folks uh, if you um do want to follow um danny daniel um the why is truth you can find him on youtube you can find him on facebook on instagram um uh, he's awesome he does just he's just a great uh leader in our in our area and i'm looking forward to seeing you just continue to do great things so i appreciate being on the show thank you and, for having me yes and if anyone uh, would like to go ahead and share Go ahead and and, uh, subscribe, comment, rate our show, um, Purpose and Performance Podcast. We appreciate all of our followers. And until next time, we will see you guys again. Take care. Thanks again.